Hi, I'm Gail Zergerman, and welcome to the podcast, Growing Older with Gusto. How many of us have wanted to learn how to reinvent ourselves after a corporate career? Well, Jeff Williams, who's CEO and chief coach for bizstarters.com, will show us the way. He's our guest on the show today, and he and his team of expert business startup coaches have led hundreds of people over the age of 50 on a path to discover how to use their corporate skill sets to develop a business that allows them to have the flexibility and added income that so many people who are on the path to retirement are looking for. The company's virtual incubator business startup program was selected by the editors of the Kiplinger Personal Finance Magazine as the best entrepreneurial guide for people over 50. So with all that said, please welcome Jeff Williams to the show. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Gail. Great to have you with us. Um, Thank you. To start out, your business is quite interesting, and you've told me a little bit about it. For our listeners, how would you tell them if they want to do a redo or make over their careers? How did you first get started in your business of bizstarters.com? Okay. Let me tell you that briefly here. I uh, was a corporate sales and marketing guy. MBA, did that whole thing. And as I was approaching age 40, at this point, I'm working for a very small company. I'd gone from a $16 billion company to a $6 million company. As I started approaching my 40th birthday, I realized that I was never going to get any ownership in the company and that I needed to do something on my own. So I spent about six months in my basement with a flip chart going through business ideas. And I realized that what I kept coming back to was I love to teach, but I had to figure out a way to make money doing this so I could support my family. So I decided that I would start in my specialty, which was marketing. And when I launched in 1989, I started as a marketing consultant. And just tell you very quickly, I got into biz starters. One of my first clients was a friend of mine from MBA school who'd bought a uh, franchise. And he was really struggling. He was having a problem. And he thought all of his problems would be solved with some marketing strategy. Well, by the time I got done with his project, I realized he'd done all kinds of things wrong before he started the business. So I realized that what I there was a demand in the market for more than just marketing. It was really the whole package, finance, operations, marketing. So I kind of evolved over a year-long period from being a marketing consultant. My original company was called Creative Market Solutions. And I kind of evolved into this all-around business startup business. And that's where biz starters came from. Very interesting. It's interesting how one thing led to another and you came up with this great idea. So what are some of the steps that people need to do to get into that mindset of changing course and realizing there are great opportunities out there? So many people probably are a little bit frozen or don't know which way to go. Well, I think the first thing you need to do is sit down and be honest with yourself. What do you really enjoy doing? Uh, you may not really enjoy doing what you learn to do in the corporate world anymore. Maybe you're an accounting director and you're burnt out on that. So that probably wouldn't be a good idea to try to start a business based on that particular skill set 
if you're not getting a sense of joy about that, mm-hmm. I love teaching. So I've always had a sense of joy about this. So number one is if it's not a work skill, then is there a life interest that you could build a business around? Okay. For example, do you have a craft thing you work on? Um, I had a client who made wooden baby cradles in his basement all the years he was working as a corporate manager. And eventually we turned that into a business. So you got to find the passion play first. So you can take your passion project and make it into something bigger. Is what right. I'm hearing from you. Great. So what would somebody do that was at this crossroads and, and they want to rewire their life? They don't really want to retire. Um, what would be their steps that they would take? Okay. Let me give you uh, four or five things that are, that you can do. First of all, you need to sit down and write a good paragraph on what exactly you want to provide to the marketplace. What's it going to be? Is it going to be a corporate service like uh, financial planning? Is it going to be a consumer service like uh, doing at-home gourmet cooking? Is it going to be a craft like uh, one of my clients makes sterling silver jewelry for women? Um, Is it going to be something that's related to a hobby? Um, I helped somebody some years ago start a business providing accessories for owners of golden retrievers. Now you would think, boy, that sounds narrow, but guess how many golden retrievers there are in the United States? 600,000. Wow. The third most popular dog breed. So if you found something, uh, an accessory or a toy or a clothing item that your dog enjoys, you got 599,999 other people who own the same kind of dog. So the first thing is to write down a paragraph on what is your, what's your concept? What are you going to bring to the market? Then number two is what particularly are you going, what problem are you going to solve or what need are you going to meet? Because that's what people pay for. They may be, uh, very impressed with your idea when you tell it to them, but when you, to get them to open their wallet, you've got to show that you're either solving a problem or meeting a need. And then number three, I think you need to be honest about how much time on a typical week do you want to put into this? Is this just a one day a week gig? Or are you willing to work five days a week for a while to see kind of how it sorts out? So you need to be honest about that because otherwise you'll start to resent the business very quickly. So those are the first three things I recommend you do. So how does a person's personality weigh into a decision to start a new business in your estimation, your experience? Well, here's the good news about that. I was thinking about this question yesterday as I reread them. Um, The beauty of the entrepreneurial world today is there is a good match for almost any kind of personality. And let me give you two examples. There's the very outgoing type person, which I happen to be. And then there's the more introspective kind of shy type person. Let me give you a quick example of both of these. The the shy person is my craft person. She makes uh, pottery stuff. She doesn't really ever have to deal with customers. I mean, occasionally they'll, they'll say, hey, great job. I love this. 
But basically, she's got a site on Etsy. She makes the product. She puts it up with great explanations, fair pricing. And then she makes sure that when they order it, she gets it shipped out to them right away. And she puts a nice little note in saying, thanks so much for buying this. But she really didn't have to deal with people too much if she didn't want it. And so that's kind of fits the personality for someone who's kind of shy. In my case, I would go crazy if I didn't talk to people every day. So in my case, I do a lot of public speaking and public workshops and webinars, which are web-based workshops. So that fits my personality well. So those are really two different angles, but you can go either way today. So I hear a lot about this hybrid work model that's in the workplace today. How would it be applicable to people starting their new business or how would it impact that? Yes, it does. In what Uh, way? Could you tell us a little bit about it? I not only have my coaching business, which is Virtual Incubator, but also for 28 years, I've had a consultancy. And the consultancy primarily uh, counsels small business owners on growth problems they have. And typically solo owners is my kind of my specialty. Well, I do almost all my consulting by phone. Even here in the Chicago area where I live, mm-hmm. I rarely see a client face-to-face. So that's really kind of this hybrid work-from-home thing. Mm-hmm. And to tell you the truth, the clients like it too because it saves time. They have a lot more flexibility in scheduling the calls. For example, I had a client call last week, and I noticed when he was talking to me that I could hear some background noise. Mm-hmm because smartphones are pretty sensitive. And he said, oh, yeah, I'm sitting in my car by the side of the road. <laughs> ah, because okay. we were doing it remotely, he didn't have to rush back to his office mm-hmm. to have a conference with me. Interesting. Um, now, when I do want to go see somebody, then I'll go out and I'll do some sales prospecting and I'll go talk to some prospective people and I'll go see them face to face. So there I kind of do both. So, yeah, the the hybrid model definitely works. And to tell you the truth, I think as we go along here, you're going to find particularly if you sell to corporations, they're going to have smaller and smaller office space, which is going to make it harder for them to meet with you in their office space. So they really want you to do it remotely. Right. Right. So it works well. Excuse the lightning in the background. I'm in the middle of a storm. Oh, are you? I am. (laughs) Sorry Uh, to hear that. Yeah. Um, Tell us a little bit about the virtual incubator part of your business. That's intriguing. Yes, let me tell you about that. Uh, We've been doing startup coaching for about 28 years. When we started, we took almost anybody that came along, um, any age. We Mm -hmm. had an 80-year-old person start. We had a 28-year-old person start. As we got into the late 80s, early 90s, and then to the late 90s, we started getting more and more inquiries from people who were around 55 years old on average. And this was particularly in the early 2000s. And I started thinking to myself, why is this happening? Well, I did a little math and I figured out that the oldest baby boomers were turning 55 years old in 2000 and 2001. And I discovered there's kind of a psychology of that age. At that point, if you're wait, not wait, a, wait, 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 what do you mean? There's a psychology. Age 55. What, what, what's the psychology? A psychology? Okay, what I discovered is that 
when you turn 55 and you're still in the corporate world, you realize you're on borrowed time. They could drop the hammer on you anytime. Mm-hmm. And matter of fact, General Motors announced recently they're laying off uh, 3,500 people in Michigan, most of whom are over age 50. Mm-hmm. So I think what happens is all of a sudden this spark is lit inside this, these people and they say, you know what? I've been thinking about maybe doing something entrepreneurial. Now I got to do it. So anyway, we started focusing just on the 50 plus population starting around 2001. And as part of that, I surveyed about a hundred of these people. And I said, tell me what kind of help you would like if you become self-employed at this age. Mm -hmm. And the one thing we kept hearing was they wanted what I call one-stop shopping. They wanted to be able to get the coaching, the business planning, and all the necessary services from one place. And that's Virtual Incubator. It's all in one package program. So, now, so Jeff, where can our listeners go to find out more about uh, bizstarters.com and this virtual incubator program? Okay. Just go to bizstarters.com, B-I-Z-S-T-A-R-T-E-R-S. Dot com, mm-hmm. And right at the top of the homepage, um, it starts explaining what Virtual Incubator does. We have a free download that we're giving away, 40 great retirement business ideas. You can ask for that right on the homepage. Um, there is a video, that ex- about a minute video that explains what Virtual Incubator is. Um, it's a, what we call a subscription program. And that is you pay by the month for five months to enroll in the program. You don't have to pay this big chunk all at one time. We spread it over five months. And, so and, this, allows, it, and this allows someone to have one-on-one with you or your staff or? Yes. Okay. You get, uh, matter of fact, anybody who comes to me as a result of this podcast, I will personally coach them. Wow. Okay. I have other coaches that I've hired, but I will personally coach them. I okay. still do about 30 clients a year myself because I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, an important part of the program is I am the I'm your single touch point for anything you need, a guidance, answers to questions, uh, a logo design, um, you know, personal situation involving your business. You come to me, I got answers for all of it. So you come to one person. We have a weekly coaching call for six to eight weeks. Our goal is to get you up and running in less than ninety days. So that's that's what we do. And what is your percentage of people that you get up and running in 90 days, would you say? 90%. Okay. What would hold somebody back from succeeding? Well, first of all, we had an honest conversation before they enroll about what their financial expectation is the first year. What's their family situation? For example, are, are they caregivers for older adults in their family? Mm-hmm. How might that play out over the next year? So because we do that, most of our people um, are very clear on what they can do and can't do. The one time we've had people pull away once they start the program is when there was an unexpected health crisis in the family, either theirs, a spouse, or a family member. That's the only time we really had people pull back from the program. Mm -hmm. And we understand. So what we'll do is we'll postpone. We've, we've one individual, we waited four months before we restarted the program. 
Don't have a problem with that. Okay. So you can pause the pause button on if you want to. Yeah, if you can. Yep. If you need it. Okay. Jeff, thank you so much for being on the show today. And we appreciate all the information you've given to our listeners. Very interesting, very useful for a lot of people who are at a crossroads and really want to reinvent themselves. And instead of maybe retiring, rewiring. So thank you so much. Well, thank you, Gail. I enjoy talking to you and to your listeners. Thank you. Thank you very much. For those of you who are listening and enjoying this episode, which I'm sure you are, please share with your friends and other people that might be interested. Thank you. And remember to enjoy every day. This has been Growing Older with Gusto with your host, Gail Zuckerman, edited by Reno Lovison. Tune in to future episodes and find past episodes wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Or visit growingolderwithgusto.com to explore ways to live an enjoyable and vigorous life.